Cause we got the alternative energy Unnecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show I'm Michaela and today we'll be taking a look at land forces This is a major land defence exposition that is going to be held from June 1st to 3rd at the Brisbane Convention and Exhibition Centre. It will see all the major weapons manufacturers coming together with the Australian Defence Force and Defence Ministers and it's an opportunity as their website claims for them to engage face-to-face on the planned $55 billion investment in Australia's land defence capability over the next decade. Today on the show, I'll be speaking with Zelda and Porobibi about Disrupt Land Forces, a festival of resistance running from May 28 to June 3rd on the unceded lands of the Jagara people My name's Zelda and I've been working for the last few months on building a campaign to disrupt land forces in Brisbane. So land forces is a massive weapons expo. All the big weapon companies of the world will be there and uh, parliamentarians, trade delegations go along and check out all the new guns and bombs and AI Uh, surveillance equipment um, and it's at big events like these that the deals get done. So this is where we'll see Dutton and ScoMo committing to buy you know 10 billion worth of AI from Israel or another 20 billion of aircraft from the United States. Um, So the war crimes that happen in places like West Papua begin in the corporate boardrooms and at trade fairs like Land Forces. Is it a regular event? Uh, They run every two years, but last year didn't run because of COVID. Um, Who knows, maybe COVID will shut down Land Forces 21, but if not, we'll be there to disrupt it this year. Fantastic. And tell us about those direct links that you see between these kind of events and then the purchasing of weapons and then the opportunities that are created to use them. Well, Land Forces is basically one big schmooze fest. So big weapons companies like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and Thales, as well as Australian companies, um, pay a lot of money to exhibit there. And it's kind of like a cash for access scheme. So they pay to exhibit, but they can probably get it all back as back as tax rebates anyway, um, and politicians from and you know defence officials from all over the world go shopping. Um, so there's fancy breakfasts and lunches and dinners every day. There's industry briefings where you can go and hear about you know the latest Rheinmetall tanks or the latest Elbit AI systems. Um, and and yeah, there's lots of um, lots of handshaking and champagne sipping going on, um, and as well as paying for the weapons that the Australian government buys, we are probably paying for their uh, champagne breakfasts, fancy lunches, and dinners as well. Can you tell us more detail about some of the companies that will be there and where their weapons are currently being used? 
Sure. Um, so we have a focus. Um, I also work with a campaign called Make West Papua Safe, and we have a focus on West Papua. Um, that campaign works to stop the training and supply of weapons to the Indonesian Armed Forces. And we've focused on five companies who are exporting to Indonesia, so their weapons end up in West Papua, and they're expanding their footprints in Australia. So those companies are, get out your pens, folks, um, Boeing Defence Australia. So they sell um, Chinook and Apache helicopters, um, and Dutton's just signed off to buy another billions worth of helicopters from Boeing for the Australian Defence Force. Um, so Boeing um, are really expanding their operations in Australia. They've got a big factory in Port Melbourne and their head office is up in Brisbane. Boeing's the second biggest weapons corporation in the world. So they're turning over, you know, tens of billions a year in weapons sales. Uh, the other companies we're looking at are Thales. Uh, it's a French company, but Thales Australia actually manufactures uh, the Bushmaster vehicle and sell it direct to Kapasas, which is Indonesia's um, military special forces. And Kapasas are notorious for human rights violations. They were pivotal in the invasion of East Timor. They were pivotal in the invasion of West Papua. And they are they're a terrorist group, in my estimation, basically. Um, never been held accountable for every, anything. And the current Defence Minister of Indonesia, Prabowo Subianto, was formerly the head of Kapasas. He was put on trial for crimes against humanity in 1998. He fled the country to Jordan, spent 10 years in exile, and came back and ran for president. He didn't win the presidency, but I'm imagining that there was some element of threat that went on behind the scenes because President Widodo made Subianto his defence minister uh, against all reason. Um, so Prabowo's totally a hawk and he's been to the United States. Trump actually lifted the ban on Prabowo visiting the United States. As a known war criminal, he was under a visa ban. But Trump uh, lifted that ban for Prabowo to go there and negotiate buying heaps more Boeing aircraft. Um, so Boeing Thales sell directly to Kapasas. So they have a factory in Bendigo. And their um, Thales are also building the One Sky program, uh, which is as ominous as it sounds. So it's a surveillance um system that will be able to track every single thing that's in the air, military and civilian. Uh, so that's what they're doing in their downtown office um, on, in South Bank in Melbourne. Um, we're also looking at Elbit, who are a large um, Israeli company. Um, and Elbit are also expanding operations in Australia. Uh, Elbit recently signed uh, an agreement with the Victorian government to um, research new surveillance tech, basically military surveillance tech, um, using the expertise of Australian universities. Um, so their office is down in Port Melbourne, their factory is down in Port Melbourne, and Elbert supplies the um, helmets that go with the Boeing attack helicopters. Uh, it's amazing the way all these 
arms companies manage to collaborate. They're very collaborative when it comes to um, how to better kill people. Uh, so Elbert weapons are in West Papua. Uh, they're also in Myanmar. They're in the Philippines. Uh, they're in Kashmir. And, of course, Elbert market their weapons as battle-proven. And the proving ground for those weapons is Palestine. So that's their claim to fame. Our weapons are combat-ready. We've tried them out. Um, and there are lots of um, Palestinian um, burn victims who have experienced Elbert's white phosphorus munitions. Uh, and we suspect that um, those same white phosphorus munitions are being used in West Papua. Uh, so that's three, Boeing, Thales and Elbert. The other two that we're looking at here are EOS, which is an Australian company and based in Canberra. Uh, EOS um, sell... Again, it's, it's not AI, but it's, it's remote-controlled weapons systems. So it's a turret that sits on top of your tank and enables you... It's got, like, a plug-and-play interface and it's got fire-and-forget systems uh, and it's for enhanced lethality. Um, Michaela, the, the most disturbing part of my research... I mean, I see lots of photographs of victims of war... And I listen to lots of testimony from people who've um, been impacted by these weapons. But actually the most disturbing part of my research is looking at the weapons companies' websites and the way that they market their weapons, uh, you know, target acquisition and uh, yeah, fire and forget missiles. Um, and the most horrifying one I saw recently was this weapon can also be used on soft-skinned targets. I'm assuming that's people when they say soft-skinned targets. Uh, so, yeah, EOS have en enhanced lethality for soft-skinned targets. I think their turrets fire over a 1,000 rounds a minute. And you can just sit it on top of the tank and you can sit safely inside your tank and fire away. And EOS are collaborating with the fifth company on our list, which is Rheinmetall. Rheinmetall is a German company. They've sold over 100 tanks to Indonesia and they also sell all the kind of mortars and ammunitions to go with those tanks. Um, Rheinmetall just got a huge government grant to build a centre of military vehicle excellence, centre of excellence for military vehicles in Brisbane. It's a massive, massive um, weapons factory sitting in Brisbane. So those are our five, Boeing, Thales, Rheinmetall, EOS and Elbert. Um, they're not the only uh, companies who are making a killing from exporting terror, but they all um, export to Indonesia, their weapons end up in West Papua and they're expanding their presence in Australia. Talking today about the Disrupt Land Forces action, obviously this issue encompasses a lot of campaigns, you know, human rights, environmental, peace, justice campaigns. Can you tell us a bit about what organisations or who will be coming to the Disrupt Land Forces gathering and just a little bit more about what will be happening at that event? We're seeing a really broad coalition forming. So we've got uh, feminist groups, climate justice, peace activists, um, refugee support groups, um, anti-poverty campaigners. Um, 
as you mentioned, militarism kind of, we see it as an everything issue. I mean, the military is the biggest carbon emitter in the world. Um, they make, their products are literally designed to be wasted. They're designed to lay waste and to become waste. Um, weapons cause famine and cause refugees. So whenever you find refugees and famine, you will find war. That is the sole cause of famine and refugees. Um, so we're seeing lots of First Nations and um, refugee um, communities coming on board and um, war is kind of peak toxic masculinity so um, I mean I was a feminist peace activist back in the 80s and it's kind of it's kind of feels good to be coming around in that circle again. For folks in Melbourne uh, there's a public meeting on the 18th of May at Friends of the Earth in Smith Street. So 7 o'clock on the 18th of May. Um, you can come and get more information about what you can do to disrupt land forces. If you can come to Mianjin, Brisbane, um, we have beds for you. Oh, and this goes for not just people in Melbourne, but anyone who's not in Mianjin. Um, we have beds, we have meals, we have childcare, we have a legal support team, we've got medics. Like It's um, really lots of Mianjin people are putting in. Um, and everyone's really welcome. Um, if you're in Nam and you can't leave, there's also going to be an action group based here. So come to that meeting uh, May 18th at Friends of the Earth at 7. Um, I'd also encourage people to follow our digital channels, so on the web and on Facebook and on Instagram, where Disrupt Land Forces, and that way you'll find out about what meetings are on and you can get in touch with us how will I get to Brisbane where will I stay who will I work with I want this issue I want this action we're really encouraging people to self-organize their actions so we're not kind of running big group actions we're encouraging people to um, although I'm sure those will coalesce over the planning weekend um, but and we're also encouraging any kind of action that people want to take um, so we have some ground rules, um, no harm to other living beings and uh, be respectful with each other. Um, apart from that, if you want to lay flowers on the steps or if you want to mash some potato up for Peter Dutton or if you want to hold a placard or if you want to do something that's more in your face and disruptive, um, we're there to support and facilitate you. Anything else that you wanted to add? Oh, just come. It's going to be really fun and it, I think it's going to be really effective. I guess I'll say that we chose the name Disrupt Land Forces for the campaign because we're not sure that we'll be able to stop it this time round, but we're sure we'll be able to disrupt it and hopefully build towards stopping it next time. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, heard across the country on the Community Radio Network. And we just heard from Zelda from the Disrupt Land Forces organising team. And for more information about the event, go to disruptlandforces.org. Young and 
Stop Killing Us, and this was created especially for Disrupt Land Forces. Next up, on the Radioactive Show, we'll hear from Poro Bibi from the Make West Papua Safe campaign. With my role with Make West Papua Safe, uh, we have done research on the firearms and weapons that have been used for the brutal killings of the civilians and villages in West Papua and work together with the um, uh, West Papua Churches Councils, we found out, uh, we're tracking back where these uh, guns and weapons come from, and some of them actually supplied by Australia firearms manufacturer. So uh, that's why I asked to make West Papua Safe, Wedge Peace, um, Peace, Peace Pilgrim, and some couple of uh, couple other people from peace activist groups we start to form this um, uh, campaign, this project named Disrupt Land Forces. And I understand there's already been some activities shining a light on uh, weapons companies that are operating in so-called Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about what's been happening already? Yeah. um, So uh, in regard to... Um, there are a couple of uh, weapons um, manufacturers that um, we've found out and it's companies such as Thales and Rainman and EOS Australia, Boeing and Noya and Elbit um, has been um, uh, inject their billion dollars uh, money to, to Asia and also to to get a lot of money from Indonesia. And especially Australia have been done their 
uh, military training um, together with the Indonesian TNI, which is called uh, Kopassus. Um, so AFB has been training um, Indonesia for uh, their, their counter-terrorist project. But we found out that um, this uh, highly trailed Highly, highly trained um, troops has been has been used in committing uh, human rights abuses in West Papua, and also we we found out that um, the the product of like Thales uh, called uh, Bassmaster is an artillery that has been used in West Papua to kill West Papua people, and also wing which been used to um, uh, as a transportation platform from Jakarta to to West Papua to deploy a TNI military in every um, occupations happening. And at the moment, it's happening around the islands regions of West Papua, which is Nduga. That uh, they have been doing a strike, uh, and also uh, Puncak Jaya and Intan Jaya, which at the moment they are massive of. Uh, mass movement of uh, villages seeking asylum to the closest um, islands regions. So, yeah, um, in here, uh, we, I would say personally as a West Papua in Australia, it's, it's very uh, complicit and um, and throughout the, 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 the Australian uh, government um, level has been silenced and what's happening in West Papua, um, like Penny Wong the, from the Labu government, they say um, we cannot uh, do much and we respect the uh, establishments of uh, Lombok Treaty and uh, we um, we encourage a dialogue happening between West Papua uh, and the Indonesian government. And this is always the same uh, narrative over and over and over and over again. and. Just to see uh, the Australian community that you know um, the, the taxpayers' money has been used to funding this, to funding the military training, to be used to for um, the the to to invest in in, in the killings and happening in West Papua, and to know that um, the weapons manufacturer is actually uh, exporting terror, and uh, for me. Um, the Australian need to be held accountable with the especially the taxpayers' money that has been used and especially for those um in the union movement uh, are they are they um committed to do this to to join the military and um as a as an outcome is to, to kill West Papuan people. So yeah, that's a bit of a I want to raise my my my, my con concern on on, on the people and how how this uh, corporate uh, corporate corporate government and uh, the 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 weapons manufacturer is actually uh, you know uh, responsible, especially Australian companies are responsible for what's happening in West Papua. Yeah, and. To let listeners know a little bit more about uh, what is happening in West Papua now, can you tell us a bit more about those attacks and why they are focused on those particular regions? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, so the last 
two, three weeks, the biggest news that have been roaming around the, the Indonesian society and also in the media is that the Ministry of um, of uh, Security in Indonesia declared that um, uh, West Papuan, Free West Papuan Movement and Liberation Army been, uh, labeled as a terrorist. So they already declared that officially in, uh, on a government uh, level. So uh, once once they declare that uh, the Papua Liberation Movement are a terrorist, they already justify the use of a uh, of a military um, to 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 kill West Papua people, which is justify themselves to to deploy more militaries. So at that time last week, they deploy uh, 400 500 military from Kediri in Jaffa. And uh, also, um, at the moment, with any any reasons possible, uh, they can as a, a reason to small troops. So, for example, at the moment there is a the, there's a Indonesian sports competition being held in West Papua, and just by that, um, um, they send more troops. They send uh, TNI soldiers. Always Papua to Indonesia to West Papua, and the, from Indonesia to West Papua, and also the the chief of um, higher uh, people representative for Indonesian DPRRI uh, declare that oh you know just kill them and uh, we think we talk about human rights later so that means um, from the build up of of a military troops deployment since. For example, 2018, there are like around 20,000 and more military uh, presence in West Papua. That, in, that would include um, um, TNAIL, which is the soldiers, and also the the POLRI, uh, which is the national police. And in here, uh, it, it's all come to the to the to the evil agenda of. Um, they call it. Um, they just released a report um, about three years ago. It's called um, the accelerations of uh, economic growth development of uh, Indonesia. And in here, uh, especially West Papua, they planning to use West Papua as a central of uh, gold and oil, uh, gold and copper company, and then also um, the MIFE and Roque integrated food project. For Indonesia, which is allowing million hectares of uh, Merauke, which is close to um, Annam Land and uh, southern of West Papua, to be used as a the natural pristine uh, forest uh, to be used as a palm uh, oil industries. And also, we go to the central West Papua, which is now there have been um, the biggest gold and copper company called Freeport. Um, they're having um, extension, which is, uh, they call it uh, the Wabu block. And this Wabu block will go towards um, the region called uh, Duga and also Intanjaya, Punjabjaya, where now with highly, highly populated by by the military. So there are only uh, militaries and police there. And 
all the health facilities are closed. All the schools are closed. So the local indigenous people, the villages, are, are seeking asylum to the closest um, highlands region. And also we go up to the north to West Papua. We have um, BP, British Petroleum, LNG Tango, which is uh, one of the um, um, LNG process, processing in the world from, from raw to, to, to LNG, a product and ready to be distributed. And from along all these different industries in West Papua, it's connected with the road. And um, if we look back to 2000, um, late uh, December 2018, there was a, a, a shootings of a, of a road, uh, road workers, which is uh, by the media, they, 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 you know, create this propaganda and we know that uh, the true perpetrators in here is uh, are, are the TNI. So TNI uh, have they 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 have occupying they've been occupying uh, West Papua. So they have um, backup as a political dominant political act, actor in West Papua, and then they have a lot of companies, a lot of companies. Uh, you name it, mining companies, cementing companies, um, and all of these companies are attractors for all these big um, um, extractivism companies in, 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 in West Papua. So now with, uh, with this agenda of increasing more and more foreign investment to Indonesia, especially to West Papua, and the Investors need to protect their, their their companies, and by doing that, there'll be more money flowing to the TNA, TNI Polri, which is the Indonesian military and Indonesian uh, national police. And yeah, that's why more and more and more troops have been deployed from Jakarta, from Kalimantan, from Sulawesi, uh, go to the location where this um, extractivism company exists. And at the moment, um, there are other uh, mass uh, resistance happening in the community is due to the end of the uh, special autonomy offered by the Indonesia since 1998. And uh, community, West Papua indigenous community, and all the moms and children and uh, the churches um, Organization, they they do a lot of um, uh, uh, non non direct actions and peace movement and peace action around to to tell uh, the Jakarta, the Indonesian government, that we don't want any special autonomy. Um, they call it the Otsus uh, Dua, means the second uh, uh, special autonomy, means they need to extend the special autonomy. And we don't want that because since '98, since since '98 until now, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. They they don't care about our well-being. They don't care about our health systems. They don't care about our educations. They don't care about um, the indigenous rights, land rights. It's nothing. It's nothing from Indonesia. Soldiers, soldiers, soldiers. Um, killings, killings, killings. And uh, West Papua need to be silent. Uh, if we want to uh, 
demand for self-determination. Yeah. Thank you so much. What would you like to let listeners know, I guess, about Disrupt Land Forces and if people can't head to Brisbane for this action, what other things might they be able to do around the country? Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, so Land Forces will be held in uh, Brisbane Conventions and Access Centre from 1st to 3rd of June. So if everybody uh, came to support... um, uh, West Papua or any other allies that um, know that they've been effect- affected by uh, these firearms and yeah uh, weapons companies, uh, please come and join us and we can work together, um, build a bigger forces. And if you cannot make it to um, the expo, um, we would be we would have um, encouraged you guys to do your actions in in different weapons companies bases like in here in Melbourne or in Perth and and any other states. And if you want to know more about the Land Forces, you can jump into our social media presence, which is on Facebook and Instagram. And also we have a website called Disrupt Land Forces. And we look forward to building more alliances and get this peace move growing. Because we know this is the core of every genocide and this is the fruits of our colonizations and we want to dismantle it. Um, yeah, thank you. That brings us to the end of the Radioactive Show. Thanks so much to Zelda and Porobibi for speaking to us about Disrupt Land Forces. Get to Mianjin for Disrupt Land Forces, if you can, from May 28th to June 3rd. But if you can't make it, you can follow all the activities on social media via the hashtag Disrupt Land Forces. And you'll also find links to all the meetings that are happening across the country in the lead up. And you'll be able to connect with people to take action on the local level as well. The Radioactive Show is recorded in the studios of 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation. To have a listen back to this show and previous programs, you can go to our webpage. It's 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. Thanks so much to the ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth for the ongoing financial support for the Radioactive Show. And thanks to the team at the Community Radio Network for getting this show out to community radio stations across the country every week. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.